Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Corrosion is probably the answer. It's a steel main, riveted steel main, about 100 years old. And so it wasn't, it would have been a terrible time to raise the rates, but the direct consequence is we're living off our reserves and now they're gone. Yeah. Why has it been that long? <laughs> um, it's It's been discussed, It's but rate increases aren't popular sure. with anybody. As of two weeks ago, people who receive their water from Missouri American Water and who live in St. Louis and St. Charles counties saw their monthly water bills increase between about five and seven dollars. And an increase could soon be coming to residents in the city of St. Louis. Over the weekend, the city's water division responded to 16 water main breaks throughout neighborhoods in South St. Louis. All those breaks stemmed from a break on Friday afternoon in the St. Louis Hills neighborhood. And in May, there was another water main break that flooded an eastbound section of Highway 40, also called Interstate 64, near Forest Park. A family had to be rescued after their van was stranded in the rising water. The aging water infrastructure in St. Louis and rising costs now have some St. Louis leaders calling for a 40% water rate hike that would happen over two and a half years. Then, starting in 2026, price increases would be tied to the cost of inflation. Joining me in studio to talk about water changes and charges is Kurt Scobie, director of the City of St. Louis's Department of Public Utilities and Water Commissioner. Kurt, welcome to the program. Thank you. Let's get right to it. Why is this increase necessary? It's necessary um, to cover the cost of the operations of the utilities. The uh, utility is a uh, enterprise fund in the city of St. Louis. So it's expected to um, raise the revenue for operation through the fees that it charges for its services. It doesn't come out of general revenue or taxpayer uh, tax dollars. Our our accounts are kept separate. Mm -hmm. Now, how much of the increase in revenue do you expect to go toward upgrading infrastructure like pipes versus paying for things like increased costs of treatment chemicals? It, the majority of the increase is going to go to the day-to-day operations. We've seen the inflation that's hit everybody else. It is a, um, it, it's, um, it's substantial in the last three years, like our um, chem- water chemical treatment. Um, the chemicals we use for the, the treatment process has more than doubled from $6 million a year to $12 million a year, we predict, for next year. And that's mm-hmm. one example. But we, we've seen it in all, all the material supplies and, um, the, um, and um, all our other costs, our, our uh, contracts and with contractors and stuff, all that's been rising. And our budget can't absorb it anymore. We've yeah. been utilizing um, reserve funds to um, 
make up the difference. Yeah. And so when we talk about inflation, we're not talking just about things. We're also talking about people. Yes. I mean, the, the wages that people are paid both internally in the city employees, but also to the um, the contractors, what they they pay their people. They, mm-hmm. They've been steadily increasing. And I bring that up because I think, uh, at least from my part, I think automatically about the pipes because that's mm-hmm. the thing that is in the news, not necessarily about the other things that have to do with the day-to-day operations. When it comes to the treatment chemicals that you've mentioned and the the way that prices for those have um, risen so dramatically, are more chemicals necessary because infrastructural components haven't been replaced or maintained? Not directly. It's, it's there to um, take the uh, muddy water from the Mississippi and Missouri River, clean it to um, uh, drinking water standards so that we have um, safe and good tasting waters for our customers. Mm-hmm. And it's um, there's a number of processes that go into it. Yeah. Now, I'd like to talk about some of the ways that St. Louis City is different from other places. First, the city runs its own water division. And in a lot of other places in the St. Louis area, a private company like Missouri American Water Company, which we mentioned in the intro, takes care of water. Now, secondly, most consumers in St. Louis pay a flat rate for water, no matter how much they use. In the city, however, there are 80,000 flat rate accounts and 16,000 metered accounts. Uh, Kurt, why are there both flat and metered accounts, and why do most people pay, pay that is, a, fat, a flat rate rather than paying based on how much water they're using? It's a, it's a older utility. We started as a city-run uh, department in 1835. So the system was built out without meters for the residential customers, for most of them. They can have them if they would want them. Um, but um, the meters are uh, primarily for the commercial and industrial customers that might use a larger sum of um, water than a residential account. So in, in theory, it is meant to charge more to people who are or entities that are using much, much more than households would be. How do flat rate costs compare with costs to households that do have these meters? It's, um, let me think um, how to explain that. The, it's not a direct comparison. It's a, um, the, the customers of Missouri American in St. Louis County and Kansas City are paying substantially more. They have meters. There's a cost to installing and maintaining and utilizing meters that their rates uh, are reflected upon. Um, I, it's a um, generally a good value for our residential accounts because they can use as much water as they want, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's it's a fixed fixed rate. Right. And there some utilities they have a driving force to. Um, switch from flat rate to meters because they're in a drought-ridden area or a um, arid area like mm-hmm. the southwest yes. where they're trying to they have limited water supply we have the mississippi and missouri river and we have abundant water supply and we also have the capacity at our treatment plants to deliver the water that people want mm-hmm. so there's not the driving forces that historically it's cause other utilities to switch over. Right. 
I can relate to the the rates and being in an, a more arid area, having moved here from Los Angeles, and mm. not being able to drink the water that comes from the tap either. I thought it was important to get to you know what some of the costs are because we started with this question about why this proposed increase has come. Um, the last time that rates were raised in St. Louis City was 2013. That's a whole decade ago. It was actually 2010, July 1st. And so it's been 13 years since mm-hmm. we've had a rate increase. Why has it been that long? <laughs> um, it's It's been discussed, It's but rate increases aren't popular with sure. anybody. And um, so the bucket has been kicked down the road instead of um, raising the rates at an earlier time. Yeah. Now, you did mention uh, what rates can be in other places. Now, how does the cost of water in St. Louis compare to water costs of other cities, either in the area or farther afield, that are comparable to St. Louis in size and even to age, kind of going back to what you had said about the system being built in 1835? Yes, it's a, like St. Louis um, County, they um, their average uh, residential Dental account is um, paying around $158 per quarter. Our average customer is paying around $75 a quarter. Uh, Kansas City, they're paying substantially more, around $200 a quarter. So what accounts for that difference? It's a, it's um, just the operations of it and, um, and the ability to um, raise the rates more um, more regularly than what we've been able to. So is it mostly citizen kind of resistance to a, a rise or a, an increase that has been part of, of why it's been so long? I, I think the it, it's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. We, we've had um, proposals um, going to um, down to um, the Board of Aldermen mm-hmm. and they've died in committee. And I don't really have a good explanation why it died. Yeah. It's just people just simply don't want to pay more for, um, don't, they don't like seeing increases. Yeah. Well, something that we did get to see <laughs> was uh, what the city water division has had to respond to. And there have been, as we mentioned earlier, 60 water main breaks since October. Now, I happened to be headed along I-64 West when that May water main break Mm -hmm. was happening. So it was quite something to see that torrent pouring onto the highway right by Turtle Park and seeing that minivan sitting in the middle of the rising water. It's it's hard to forget that image. Is it clear what precipitated that break? And what did it take insofar as resources go, including the human ones, to resolve that issue immediately? It, it took quite a bit. We, we had a number of crews out trying to um, throttle the water back from um, rushing out onto the um, highway. It's, um, it's uh, something that's still ongoing. It's not repaired. It's a, we're going to have a contractor come in and do the repair, but we're waiting on materials that aren't readily available. When you have a 60-inch water main, there's not a lot of off-the-shelf items that you can go down to your um, local hardware store and purchase. Right. And we got to wait till they're available. And, and, and when it does, we'll come in and 
the contractor will come in and make the repairs. Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to cost us over a million dollars in all the um, associated costs with this this one break. Right. And do we know what it is that caused the break? We haven't seen it up close because it's still um, some water's coming out deliberately. And um, but I think it's um, corrosion is probably the answer. It's a steel main, riveted mm-hmm. steel main, about a hundred years old. Now we talked about the money, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the cash reserves, mm-hmm. and those are low. And over the last three years, the city's water division has spent $34 million in reserves and has just $2 million left. Um, and a state auditor's report that was released in December was critical of the city for failing to raise rates. You had also talked about how the water department gets its revenues from fees, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so the proposed rate hike would bring in funds it doesn't currently have. How much and where would those funds be most immediately helpful? It would go into our upcoming budget, which starts July 1st. It would help with the operations um, of that um, of this upcoming fiscal year. So it would be immediately put to use. And then we would utilize, over time, build up our reserves. And a lot, what we like to do is build up the reserves, and then we can utilize that money to... Um, uh, make repairs and improvements in the system. And and unfortunately, by using the, our reserve and spending it down to, to delay a rate increase, that money is not available to do capital improvements anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you know, COVID kind of gave us a whammy because we were thinking about rate increases, talking about it, and then COVID hit. People were... Um, unemployed, staying at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't, it would been a terrible time to raise the rates, but a, a direct consequence is we're living off our reserves and now they're gone. Yeah. And to just put a, a fine point on this, you know, there are cities that are, you know, across the country receive millions of dollars in American Rescue Plan Act or ARPA funds. And the city of St. Louis received millions of dollars as part of the RAMS settlement relocation settlement. The city's FAQ on this proposed increase as ARPA money wasn't spent on water infrastructure because dollars from the congressional bipartisan infrastructure bill were expected, yet that money didn't come through. So given those circumstances, Kurt, what do you say to residents asking, shouldn't we be using some of that federal money instead of increasing our rates? Well, there's a couple of things. One, that's for capital improvements, and it is not there to offset um, day-to-day operations, and it's a finite amount of money. So we need money for next year, the following year, and every year afterwards, and that won't address it. The city has a lot of needs, and and just not in the water department. And part of the thinking is that there's funds that will be uh, available that through the state that we can pursue. And we are pursuing that. It just takes a lot of time for that process to work out. Kurt Scobie is director of, C- of the City of St. Louis's Department of Public Utilities and Water Commissioner. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me.
Today's episode was produced by Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dork. Our executive producer is Alex. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.